Hello, fellow humans. Chris here again. So I am back. Um, I'm, I'm uh, continuing the conversation that we had a couple days ago. Um, some some things came up on the the Gwenberry video that uh, I, I didn't foresee. Uh, it kind of turned into a, uh, a a hailstorm, so to speak, of of comments on my video, uh, over 500, which is kind of amazing, and uh, a lot of kind of nasty comments. Uh, we're not really going to talk about those, but I have my very good friend, uh, Nathan here. Um, he is a, uh, fellow, well, in my case, former teacher, um, and a vet as well. Um, very, very highly esteemed, uh, very, very great guy. And I, I specifically sought him out, um, <laughs> to have a little discussion here. So Nathan, I really appreciate you uh, joining me today. This is my absolute pleasure. I love seeing what you're doing. I knew you were a number one uh, from the first time we ever met uh, some you know, 10, 12 years ago. I, I appreciate that. that same, same to you as well. I, I, and I definitely uh, look forward to catching up after this whole uh, COVID situation is done. Um, well, thank you again for being here. I, I, I uh, wanted to talk about just this whole situation. I know you're familiar with it. So, so basically, you know, Gwen Berry, she, she got third in the qualification process for the Olympic trials. And uh, apparently she was under the impression that she would be going and accepting her medal, but that the national anthem would not be played. And uh, for whatever reason, the anthem was delayed. And so it was played while she was there. And the, the issue here is that she is a known uh, activist athlete, self-proclaimed, and so she feels that she was set up. So before I get into some questions, I, I kind of wanted to know, Nathan, just what was your take on, on what happened the other day? Right. I, I watched the video or actually, uh, I think it was a still. And, you know, I'd say that Gwen Berry, like the rest of us, is American. And hence, uh, entitled to certain rights, one of which is the freedom of speech and freedom of demonstration. And if you do that and you're not breaking the law, you're not hurting someone else, you know, ethics is, is you know, some would say, well, it's unethical. I, you know, I, she, she's protesting. And I don't know if you wanted to get into the reasons why, you know, people like Winberry and, and many of the, uh, you know, current day protesters are protesting, but she has a right to do so. She has a right to do so. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah, you mentioned free speech. So those were kind of the, the way I look at it anyway. And, and please, you know, feel free to say, Chris, if, if, if you think I'm way off base, say, Chris, you know, you need to get your head on straight. But the way I kind of look at it is uh, th- to me, the, the three big issues here are freedom of speech, like you mentioned, um, police brutality and uh, systemic racism towards blacks in particular, which because this is what she was speaking on. And then the quote unquote right way to protest. Um, And what I mean by that is a lot of times when this seems to happen and, you know, Colin Kaepernick, of course, comes to mind um, when African-Americans in this country speak out or maybe kneel or turn away, um, they're often told you can protest, but that's not the right way. Um, so that was one of the things I kind of wanted to touch on. Um, what, what what are your thoughts on that? Did she did she do this in the most effective way, or was there a better way she could have gotten her message across? 
That's a great question. I think uh, what probably needs to be focused on, so I certainly focus on this, is that it's not up to someone else, probably especially someone who's not going through the same thing, to tell someone or try to dictate to someone how they can protest. It's a legal protest that falls under the First Amendment, then it's, it's up to them. See, now, on a more sort of personal, maybe historical level, people that protest often don't get society to see what they're trying to convey right away. You know, sometimes it takes years, sometimes it takes decades, sometimes it takes seemingly forever. People have been talking about many things, but let's talk about you know the, the, the subject, the, the matter of the day. We're talking about a few police officers, not the majority, not a lot, but a few bad dudes, okay? And it has become, uh, more than routine for some young men to be shot and killed while unarmed. I'm not, I support the police. I support the police emphatically. I support good cops, okay? I really support good cops, okay? I, I would rather, I take my chances with, with the average police officer than the average crook, it, it, seven days a week, okay? I support Absolutely. police in general and good cops in particular. Friends with, with many cops, okay, got relative, relatives who are cops, okay, or they're retired now, but, you know, that, I'm not just saying that's a real statement. That's, a, that's the truth, okay? But just like there are, are, are bad teachers, okay, you know, bad doctors, bad nurses, bad lawyers, there's bad in everything, including police officers. The difference is these guys have, they're given, like, you know, the, the unmitigated right to kill if necessary. So if you have a bad person or a bad group of people that, you know, come to work with a bad agenda, all right, it's going to cause problems. And in this case, in my opinion, there are, I don't see anybody else getting shot and killed while unarmed. Now, if, if a police officer takes somebody down that is armed and causing trouble, you're not going to hear a complaint from me, not one. Okay. All right. But when it's, it's become routine that unarmed, usually young, almost always black or Latino, but most often black are being shot and killed with almost once a week routine. I mean, that that's a real problem. I guess the second part of that problem for me as an individual, all right, I'm American who happens to be black. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I'm an American. Period. That's it is that it's a reminder to me of how far we've yet to come as a society. Because the issue here is not, wow, well, you know, I could probably name a hundred, all right, people that were shot and killed while unarmed. That's not the issue. The issue is broken windows and snatched air Jordans. Or right. their right to protest. Or is she demonstrating in the right way? Well, and pay no attention to people who are being murdered, slaughtered. Okay, that's 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 just that's warped to me. 
I love America. I am an American and a damn proud one. But something something is missing when the lives of these unarmed young men are just being taken for fun, it seems like. And it doesn't even raise an eyebrow. And if somebody breaks the window or snatches some Air Jordans, that becomes an issue. Or if somebody protests the way that in a way that, you know, a few individuals or maybe society at large, about half of society, don't like to see protests that way. That's the issue and not that there are murders on a relatively routine basis of unarmed people. I just don't get it. Absolutely. Yeah, that's uh, a you you really. uh, Wow, Nathan, you continue to amaze me even after all these years. There's a very uh, uh, eloquent and uh, uh, response and a lot going on in there that I want to kind of come on and comment on a few things that you mentioned. Um, First off, I, I wanted to say I liked what you said at the beginning about that very rarely when something like this happens um, is the person that does it perceived in a positive way. Um, and I know, you know, there's this phrase that um, history doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. And I think that, uh, you know, we, we see even, even people like the great uh, Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. himself was highly, highly unpopular at the time you know, we, we revere him as a hero, even it, it's only the most ardent, far, far right, right wing in this country that would criticize Martin Luther King Jr. But at the time, he was he was vilified. And, and to your point about um, it, it takes a long time for Americans, we seem to be very short sighted. And I think that it's very unfortunate that even here in 2021, all these, you know, 50 years later, after his time, and, you know, you look at Muhammad Ali as another example. Um, example. We still haven't seemed to figure that out collectively that there's something wrong here, right? Like you said, there's something bigger than somebody turning their back or somebody choosing to kneel. There's a reason why people are doing what they're doing. And, and it seems right. unfortunate that we can't learn from history. Um, yeah, that's it's very yeah. unfortunate. And then... Yeah, and then there was something else I wanted to say about, um, again, we were talking about our our societal views on this subject. You know, you talked about, again, the the sort of the, the failure to see the bigger picture of why people are doing what they're doing. Um, I'm going to I'm going to tell you two things that I recently learned. One was a thing, something my friend told me the other day. Um, she said she thinks that we need to look at it as if rather than. Um, this this young lady who just uh, qualified for the Olympics that rather than her being privileged to represent the U.S., we are the ones who are privileged to have her representing us. And that's the way we need to look at it. And, and you know, we made the choice as a nation to bring her, her ancestors over here to our country to help us build this country. I mean, hell, they, they slaves build this country. I mean, that's a, that's, that's just the truth. Um, what was the minimum wage back then? <laughs> it was a lot worse than it is now. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a meritocracy. She earned her way there. She's an American right. citizen. She earned her way there. The conversation ends there. All right. Right. Yeah. So. And then one of the comments of the, again, I, I got a lot of comments and a lot of them were not very pleasant, but there were a few uh, thought provoking comments. And the one in particular that stood out to me, I wanted to run by you was 
Um, would it be acceptable for us as Americans to expect a, a Jew to stand and honor a song that glorified the Holocaust? Would we as Americans, and, and the Holocaust didn't even happen here in our country. But I mean, just right. think about that, right? I mean, that's... Great point. Great point. You know, along those lines, and I feel so still, I mean, I watched a lot of the old soldier like you are. So I watched a lot of uh, the uh, history channels having to do with uh, like the war, right? Like World War II, right? And it, it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart that it wasn't the Germans. It was one guy and his 10 crazy best friends kind of thing, you know, that influenced the rest of the country to do some just despicable things, right? And I, I would like to commend my Jewish brothers and sisters because they overcame, you know, it was uh, what, you know, years, a little less than 10 years of just horrendous, right? I mean, they were treated very, you know, just spectacularly before then, but for those, you know, eight or 10 years, I mean, it was just, you know, no holes barred, gas chambers, whole ball of wax, right? They've over, to large, largely, they've overcome. I'd like to commend them, okay? Very much so. I've used the Jewish example, for instance, as, look, you know, that's something that, hey, this people like me that have been kind of getting uh, the short end of the stick for about 400 years, you know, the, the Jewish example might not be a bad example to follow, you know, go heavy on education, heavy on Pride, you know, keep families together, all that kind of thing. You see, own businesses and and, and become, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, like <clears throat> go for the second level of education, you know, advanced degrees, this kind of thing. You see, guess what? You know, people that are being shot and killed today, not many doctors and lawyers, not many unarmed doctors and lawyers are being shot and killed. But because, in my opinion, in the minds of some, a uh, a young black kid with his pants halfway down his butt, right? That seems that's for some reason a threat or something to be afraid of or something maybe to the most uh, revile, egregious rascal, something to be eliminated. Right. Because it's like, I don't I don't I don't want to deal with them. I don't, I don't want and that way. If I, you know, you know, put one in the chest, I won't have to deal with them kind of thing. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if he's armed. So we are still perceived. I'm, I'm sad to say, but this is just how I feel. We are still perceived in the minds of some to be less than. Something based on the way that we were treated and thought of, you know, starting in 1619 when we were brought here, you see, that needs to change. I think it's going to be, a, a, well, maybe a multiple, uh, multiple forked approach. Okay. Got to, you know, pull harder, do better. I mean, maybe even think, think along the lines of, listen, I'm going to have to, as, as long as I look a certain way, and make a certain amount of money, I'm, I'm subject to have my life taken. So if I try harder, right, really pull myself up, you know, pull myself up and pull people around me up, then maybe my chances are a little bit better that if I get pulled over by the wrong police officer, then maybe he'll say, oh, he, he's all right. You know, he, he's all right. Maybe, you know, I'm, I'm hoping so, right? Because right. what else would it be, right? But I think the other direction is, look, Bring attention to this, even if it costs some popularity like um, Gwen Berry, right? I mean, she's, she's going to go to the Olympics. She will probably be hailed around the world, but, but there's about half the population here that hates her guts and will for the rest of her life. 
So she took a stand and she did a very bold thing. I mean, I'm going to guess she's a very young woman, certainly in her 20s. Most Olympians are probably in her early to mid 20s. I mean, that's that's just a baby, you know, compared to me. It's like a little brother or sister for you. But that's just a, you know, that's like that's a very, very young person, you know. So, yeah, we've got some uh, we've got some things to fix, Chris. Absolutely. Well, I also I appreciate what you said about uh uh, well, for one, mentioning how much younger I am than you, but uh, <laughs> I think I'm going to age and I'm going to end up looking older than you soon enough because you don't really age. But uh, that's a topic for another conversation. But um. <laughs> for all your listeners, stay away from cigarettes, stay away from booze and go vegetarian. Yeah, you heard it from the best right here. Um, but I also I appreciated what you said about uh, Ms. Gwen, Ms. Gwen Berry. Um, because I feel like she's taken a lot of heat over the last couple of days and there's been a failure on a very large scale to recognize the bravery that she showed in doing what she did. You know, you can have your opinion on whether she should have done it. Um, I personally, I, I know that I, as a, as a white male, I, I can't ever fully understand what that's like being in her position. Not, not only in that specific moment, because I, I, stand and hold my hand to my heart when I hear the national anthem. And I've never thought twice of it, but right. to be in that position and to live the life that she's lived, that's led her and knowing her ancestors history to reach that moment on that platform. And then to do what she did took a tremendous amount of courage. And I just think that we would be remiss if we didn't at least acknowledge that, you know, regardless of what ends up happening to her um, down the road, that took a, a tremendous amount of courage. And I think that, many people are doing her a disservice to, to trash her character the way they are. So I appreciate you kind of making that mentioning oh, that. Oh yeah. It's, it's, she did it. Not me. I mean, I, I'm just pointing out, uh, you know, giving her uh, props as the kids say, you know, for taking that stand, you see, in fact, and you make a great point. Okay. I have, look, I support, I'm not a member of BLM, but I support their agenda because of what they're trying to get done. Okay. I've not been to one protest. But again, I support them. I've never kneeled or turned my back to the flag or the national anthem. OK, honestly, this is not new. This is this is something that this is since the childhood. Right. Since childhood, um, you know. I don't say the Pledge of Allegiance. OK, there are a couple of things in there that, um, uh, you know, that I kind of question but but i still stand and i'll and i, I always will to be honest with you unfortunately we had some internet connection issues there so uh but i definitely appreciate him for coming on with me today uh, i think we touched on all the aspects that we wanted to um we will probably be continuing this conversation i think it's an important conversation and uh, appreciate you nathan as well as all of you for checking in on me once again and i will be catching up with you all again very soon have a great rest of your day. And remember, don't be afraid to question the consensus. Mm-hmm.